Welcome back to the Relational Grace Podcast, where we feature the teachings of Pastor Nick Harris, who taught us that Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. I'm Jamie Russell, Pastor Harris' son, and today we're kicking off a new series on Nehemiah. Today's episode is a short introduction to Nehemiah, but it's also a great introduction to Pastor Harris's teachings that we reference on this podcast often. Over time, we simply referred to them as Dad's Circle Teachings. In this message, Pastor Harris will explain the main components of what the three main circles represent in these teachings, as well as the various aspects of each. Be on the lookout for more content regarding these circle teachings, as over time we plan to make additional resources available on the aerialministries.com website. Now in this short introduction, Dad explores the types and shadows found in the infrastructure of the ancient city of Jerusalem juxtaposed to that of the structure of the everyday born-again believer. What role does Nehemiah play in this exploration of types and shadows? What do the walls of Jerusalem and its temple represent in this same exploration? As Dad mentions here today, and I think it's worth reiterating that when preparing this message, his prayer was that every broken Christian out there can be given some answers that will enable him or her to become a whole person as we carefully examine the rebuilding story of Nehemiah, which restores the falling walls, burning gates, and broken streets of Jerusalem. As you listen today and on into this series, I would ask that you keep this prayer top of mind. As always, we'd love for you to share this episode with someone who might be in search of these answers. Now for context, these messages were recorded back in the early 1990s, probably about 30 years ago. At that time, Dad was recording weekly teachings for a radio broadcast called Holy Ground on the Oasis Network. We still hear stories about people who heard Dad for the first time on the radio back then. It's my hope that one day we hear the same thing about people who heard Dad for the first time on this podcast as we continue the effort to share his insightful teachings for years to come. So whether you're listening to this message to learn more about Dad's circle teachings, or if you're kicking off the Nehemiah series with us, let's dive into it together. With that, I give you this introductory message titled, The Types and Shadows of the Walls of Jerusalem. Almost daily, I encounter troubled and broken born-again believers. These are people who have obeyed Romans 10.9. They have confessed with their mouths the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and they have believed in their hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead which constitutes one of the major prerequisites for experiencing personal salvation. These people have also taken a second major step of the salvation experience. They have confessed their sin, and they have received divine forgiveness, according to 1 John 1.10. Christ now dwells in them. Therefore, they have received the gift of eternal life. When these people die, They will spend eternity with God. There is no question about it. There is no doubt at all. They are bound for heaven. However, in spite of this relationship with God, beloved, the personal lives of these people are just as distorted today as they were before these people came to Christ. Many of these people have been Christians for years, but they have experienced little, if any, victory or joy since their salvation was completed. Now, when, whenever I meet such people, I'm immediately reminded of that wonderful Old Testament book of Nehemiah. Now, over the years, I have discovered again and again the many ways in which this book can contribute to the personal healing of a disoriented, disordered Christian life. 
Now, on the surface, the book of Nehemiah is a brief volume of Jewish history spanning the years 445 B.C. to 433 B.C. In the Schofield Bible, for example, the general theme of Nehemiah is entitled Rebuilding Jerusalem's Walls. And Nehemiah, who is the main character of the book, served God by directing the rebuilding of Jerusalem's walls and streets. You see, this was a city that had been wrecked and ruined by forces which appeared from outside itself. And the method that Nehemiah used to restore the broken city provide a classic illustration of the way in which God's Holy Spirit takes broken, confused, and disoriented Christian lives and transforms them into lives God as God has created them to be. Now, beloved, by preparing this study and by doing it on this series of broadcasts, it is my prayer that every emotionally, physically, or relationally broken or breaking Christian will be given a few answers, in fact, a lot of answers, that will enable him or her to become whole persons. And that transformation can occur as we carefully examine the great rebuilding project of Nehemiah, which restored Jerusalem's fallen walls, her burned gates, and her broken streets. Now, you know what? I found something very interesting over my lifetime, and that interesting thing is this. The basic makeup of every human being is remarkably similar to the design of most ancient Middle Eastern cities or towns. Now, the science of archaeology has revealed that most of these ancient towns were surrounded and protected by large stone walls. Within these walls, one would find the residence of the general population of a city, as well as the city's administrative center, where a royal palace could often be found. But in the most protected area of a city, often at its very highest location, a temple complex usually stood. Why was this? Well, the ancients believed that their temples housed the presence of whatever god or gods the local populace worshipped. And this ancient city design can be clearly seen in the city of Jerusalem before it was destroyed by the invading Babylonians in the 6th century before Christ. Now, the basic design of Jerusalem reflected the pattern of most towns and cities of that era. The city's residences, its administrative offices, and its palaces and temples were all protected by a wall, and in some places it was protected by two walls. Now, God created human beings with this same fundamental design, beloved. You see, to protect the populace of our bodies, I'm talking here about the bones, the muscles, and the organs, the administrative center, the soul, and the inner temple, the spirit, God surrounded them with a wall that we call today the physical body. It's called the soma in Greek. You see, our body protects our populace, our bones, our muscles, and our organs, our administrative center, our soul, and the inner temple, the spirit in our lives. God composed our bodies, beloved, of human skin. That is the walls of our city, the city of our lives. Now, the administrative center, the soul or the suke in Greek, consists of three distinct offices which wield great power over a life. There is the office of the will, 
which is the highest of the three offices. All the choices that we make in our lives originated in this office, beloved. That is the function of our soulish person. The office of the will constantly communicates with a second office, the office of the reason. Now, in this office of the reason, all data and all input that enters a life through the five senses are analyzed. So the offices of the will and the reason are both influenced by the third office, the office of the emotions. In this office, responses are given to actions and attitudes of other people. Now, these three offices, will, reason, and emotions, govern our entire lives, beloved. And for our lives to be stable and ordered, the will, the reason, and the emotions all must be held in check. But that is especially true of the emotions. The will and the reason must get together and hold down our emotions. Human emotions are highly volatile, as you know, and they can create a state of chaos if they are not strictly regulated. Emotions must be kept under control. Now, in the midst of this administrative complex, the temple of one's life, the spirit or the pneuma in Greek is found. The worship of God takes place in this temple. Now, like the soul, the spirit person has three ministries. I want you to think about this for a moment. Here is the ministries of your spirit person. First, the spirit person provides communion with God. It is through the spirit that we commune with him, that we receive revelation from him. It is that part of us, beloved, where communion takes place. Now, secondly, the spirit person intuits or comprehends the mind of God. That is that function. And then thirdly, the spirit person allows for the functioning of the human conscience. Now, without a temple being raised in a person's life, beloved, there can be no true relationship with God. When that temple is broken down, there will be no communion. Now, I have found that the human soul and spirit must work in concert together if one's walls of protection are to be strong enough to defend a life against those outside aggressors who periodically appear to lay siege to one's life. Beloved, these walls of ours must never be allowed to deteriorate through neglect because a deteriorating wall will allow access to a host of spiritual enemies. For any life to be whole, for any life to be secure, its walls must be constantly maintained and constantly reinforced. That was true of ancient cities, and it is equally true of the lives of modern Christians. Now, the book of Nehemiah, records the saga of a city whose walls had been absolutely ruined. Now, as I said earlier, that city was Jerusalem. And at the time of Nehemiah, a temple stood in the city's midst, and its administrative offices functioned. Those two things were occurring. It had a temple, and it had administrative offices. People lived and worked in Jerusalem six days a week. Children were born in that city, and people died in that city. Nevertheless, this was a city that was totally incapable of defending itself. All of its walls had been broken down, 
and all of its walls badly needed to be repaired. Now, the book of Nehemiah provides the historical record of the eventual repair of the outer defenses that encircled this great city. That record provides a marvelous example of how our own shattered lives can be rebuilt and how they can be transformed into lives that are both strong and secure. All we have to do is look at the book of Nehemiah. You see, just like Jerusalem of old, at one time or another, every person alive experiences brokenness, beloved. We all do. Many people are broken physically. Some people are broken financially. Still other people are broken relationally. Disease, divorce, and bankruptcy are only a few of the breaches that can appear in the walls of people's lives. But no matter how devastated our walls may become, they can always be rebuilt. That's the good news, beloved. Those walls can always be rebuilt. And not only can they be rebuilt, they can be secured. You see, a person never has to remain in a shattered, threatened condition. Nehemiah provides the steps that lead to, in types and shadows, to spiritual, emotional, and physical wholeness. And beloved, when we come to that place, then we can secure our lives against the myriad of enemies that threaten our sense of wholeness. Just as Nehemiah constitutes the central figure in the rebuilding of Jerusalem, God's Holy Spirit plays the key role in the rebuilding of a fractured life. You see, the Holy Spirit is the enabler of our restorations. <laughs> Without a full and complete understanding of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, beloved, defeated, broken Christians will never find wholeness and completeness. Without the Holy Spirit, the piles of rubble in our lives will never be transformed into a freestanding, powerful citadel. You see, the major mission of the Holy Spirit in our lives is that of assisting broken, defeated Christians in getting their shattered lives together. Now, the man Nehemiah provides the very best possible example of how the Holy Spirit works in this ministry of restoration. And that is why this study has been prepared, my friends. Perhaps God will totally rebuild us as we listen on this series of broadcasts to one of God's most faithful sons, Nehemiah, the great wall builder of Jerusalem. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to connect with Ariel Ministries on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our email list at arielministries.com. That's Ariel spelled A-R-I-E-L. We look forward to keeping you updated on upcoming episodes and projects. If you would like to support the missional efforts of Ariel Ministries in Thoraka, Kenya with Each One Feed One, we'd like to remind you that 10% of all donations to Ariel Ministries will support this missional effort. Visit arielministries.com give for online donations and other methods of giving. To learn more about the Thoraka mission, you can visit arielministries.com missions 
You can also listen to episode 26 for a deeper dive into how our relationship with Each One Feed One and the McCarter family started over 35 years ago, where we are today, and where we're headed in the future. 